ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to the Raider and the Saint podcast. Again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to the Raider and the Saint podcast. I love you guys, man. I really appreciate the support. We are, what are we, episode 196 today. So we will. We are four episodes from the big 200. Uh, still haven't decided who's gonna, uh, who can be on the show. We're still working those things out, but I'm excited uh, for th- that episode. But until then... We got a guest here today, folks. Like I promised, uh, apologize for last week. Things do happen. Uh, we're just gonna bring him right in, t- right into the show. Uh, Ricky Novea. He's a comedian. He is from Whittier. He's here today, live on the show. Uh, before we get some real quick, and I always forget. Please tune in. We're on YouTube now. Subscribe. Uh, everything is live. We're, nothing is edited. Everything you see is gonna be raw, uh, uncut. And just just living in the moment. So make sure you guys uh, go to YouTube, subscribe. Also on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Go check them out. Subscribe. Support the podcast. It just all it takes is one click. I'm not trying to pull teeth. I'm not asking for a kidney. I'm just asking for your support. And it's easy. Just subscribe. Watch a little bit of the show. Whatever. Leave a comment. I don't care if it's bad or, or good. You know, say whatever the hell you want. But thank you guys. Uh, so back to uh, Ricky Novea. He is here, dog. What is going on? I'm happy you're here. Thank you, man. Thank you for ha- having me here, man. I'm excited. Well, tell the people a little bit about yourself, man. This show's all about you today. Hell yeah. Uh, well, I'm 28 years old. I grew up in Whittier, man, and um, I've been doing comedy for about a year and a half now. And, you know, I'm just doing the thing, man, just trying to live my dream. Yeah. What made you decide, hey, I'm going to get into the comedy? You know what? The crazy thing is, like, it, it all happened during COVID. You know, I feel like a lot of people during COVID had, like, a rebirth of what they want to do with their life. And I've always been the group of the, like, my, like, the guy in my group that's, like, always, like, cracking jokes, making people laugh. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted, I was always drawn to comedy. And then it just kind of happened. One of my homies had told me, like, what do I want to do with my life? And um, I told him I wanted to do comedy. And he ended up finding an open mic for me to start doing it. Really? So it just kind of shout out to your friend. Yeah, for real man. Shout out to Sebastian, man. He he is he a comedian too? No, no. He's just he's just he's, he's a, a good homie. Like yeah, that, huh? he's a businessman. He he you really? know he manages um a tire shop and he just tries to like you know if anybody can help somebody you know like that's a well Sebastian. Thing. If you're listening, come in and help me out on my show, dog. <laughs> I need I need help getting guests on the show. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need I, I I know how you feel. Twenty twenty was like an eye opener for a lot of people, dude. For real. I mean, I lost my, my brother. I talked to you earlier about that. My yeah. brother got uh, COVID and passed away. He was a UPS driver as well. And uh, I got COVID as well, and it was rough on me. I ended up having uh, a year later, I ha- or last year, I ended up having heart failure. Oh, shit. I got, I got the flu, and then my uh, just couldn't breathe one night. Like the second night, I was like, what's going on? Went to the emergency, and they're like, you're, you're not going anywhere with your heart. Like my heart was only pumping at ten percent, oh, and crazy. I was like, I, and I'm I'm was forty two at the time, and I was like, they're like you're too young, but doctor says it, it COVID, you know, uh, when my brother passed away, I ended up getting the shot because I was scared to get COVID again, and what had happened, to my brother was such uh, a crazy experience, you know, and and so uh, yeah, I ended up getting uh, yeah having heart failure, heart was only pumping at ten percent, 
had to take almost a year off of work. I re rehabilitated myself, strengthened my heart. Um, I had myocarditis. So I had myocarditis, which I think they said led to heart failure. The doctor said it could have been the flu because the flu can attack, the virus can attack your heart. But he says, I did have myocarditis, That's crazy. which is inflammation of the heart. Your heart gets enlarged. And what they're saying is what causes that is uh, uh, having COVID, the COVID shot. It also could be it's just hereditary too, you know, the family, the family, you know, heart disease, stuff like that. Uh, but I made a full recovery. Uh, my heart's back to normal. And it, w it was a crazy journey. But I, I figured like a lot of us in 2020, we faced like me, like what happened to me, like I faced my mortality. Yeah. Me personally, when I lo look at myself, like I was laying up in the hospital bed by myself, you know, kind of like, you know, like, like I'm fine with it. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, I got my kids. I got my kids, you know, that I, I still got to support them. You know, I, I can't leave them now. Like I'm going to fight and for them. You know, I was willing, like I wasn't scared to pass. Like I wasn't scared to death. I was more scared leaving my kids behind without a dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was an eye opener for me, you know, but going to you, you know, 2020, you know, what made it an eye opener? Just because like, um, like we didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Like you didn't know if you were going to end up like dying the next day cause you had COVID or mm. just like not like my whole thing was like, I didn't want to live my life just working. Like, I hadn't found my passion yet. Like, I went to school, like, and school wasn't really for me. I had, like, I first went to Everest fucking college. I don't know if you remember Everest fucking college about the, like, the black guy about the commercial and stuff. Which one was Everest? Yeah, it's like, you pick up the phone, you got to do something with your life. You know, <laughs> so I went to, I went to do massage therapy, and I just didn't like the business aspect of it. Because mm. you're, like, you're kind of like a prostitute. You got to sell yourself, you know? You mm -hmm. got to sell yourself, and mm -hmm. people always want to charge you, like, or pay you less. And then I went back to community college, and um, I hadn't ended up dropping out because... I was just burnt out. I burnt myself out trying mm -hmm. to, you know, transfer within those two years to a, a university. But when when COVID happened, it just I, I realized I need to find my passion, and I was really trying to uh, soul search to find what I really want to do. And mm -hmm. it just comedy kind of happened. And I, I've like I told you, like I've always had a thing for comedy, but I just never knew how to get into it. Mm -hmm. So that was just an eye opener for me. Yeah, it it was. It was tough on everybody, especially with the kids. My kids, too, is they had to stay home and they had to learn to go through Zoom. Oh, yeah. Uh, the teachers had to lear learn on the fly, like how to get how to go from being in a classroom to being online educators. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to all the teachers out there yeah, that, that did some. They did a lot of a lot of great things. You know, a lot of these kids had to when they were able to go back to school, they had to redo, you know, do tests and all that. And a lot of them. You, you can see like a lot of them didn't fall behind like they're able to maintain their you know graph of you know getting educated and going up you know and learning you go from algebra one algebra two stuff like that yeah they weren't getting left behind uh reason why i know is uh i'm good friends with my my daughter's principal oh shit uh he's a principal for elementary school i was coaching flag football with him uh last season and he uh you know, he came on the show and he, he told me about it, you know, like how how it went down. Like these it sucked. It sucked for everybody. Everyone had to step up and 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 do, you know, do what it takes. And it's it's crazy what we went through. Like people are still suffering. I remember oh, yeah. uh, my daughter needed uh, counseling uh, with, the, with the therapist. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've used a therapist before. I, I have a therapist as well. But we. uh I remember calling and trying to make an appointment, man. They had, they had no, I called everywhere and no therapist was available until like a year. That's crazy. During the pandemic. Yeah. Dude. And a lot of kids too. Like, uh, I don't, I don't think a lot of people were the same after that too. Cause like we weren't like the social mm -hmm. awareness of everybody. I think it took a toll from being like cooped up, you know? Well, you got the ones where like, I don't give a fuck. And they're <laughs> going out and like yeah. doing things. And then they, they were getting fucking sick. Uh, then you got the ones that were like literally walking into the store inside a bubble. Yeah, people were fucking scared. Like and really scared. It it was a it was a crazy time, and, and to only see that that was what four years ago. Yeah, that's actually four. Yeah, you see twenty twenty one. Yeah, March. Yeah, I think March. Yeah, March is when everything went down of twenty twenty, and now uh, we could see the effects of it with 
Uh, we got inflation. We got major lay- layoffs at UPS. Yeah, I heard uh, about that. A lot, lot of uh, interest rates are up, so no one's no one's buying anything. Uh, you know, a lot of lot of loans are starting. You know, uh, the rent, the rent control, Rent's that's that's going crazy. That's going up because I was frozen for a while. Everyone was getting there. What was it? What was it they were getting? Because st- I had to work at stimulus checks. Yeah. Those stopped coming in. Did you ever get those? Yeah, I got them. See, everyone was living good, dude. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was an interesting time, man. It's crazy how. We went through that and like the difference from before and now it's just it's 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 crazy man like mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you think about it and it's like it, it feels like a long time ago but mm-hmm. it's really four years ago that we were all going through that shit mm-hmm. so you you found you said fuck it i'm gonna do comedy because i know i listen to a lot of comedy uh podcasts yeah i listen to a lot of them that's i don't know i don't know how i just got into it i think because when i first when i got in when i wanted I, I felt just like you right when I became a driver, I was like at 24, I was like, this is it. I had graduated from college, two college degrees. Oh, wow. You know, I had, I was working at UPS part-time grinding. I had to make a decision because I had, I had a kid when I was 21. I was still going to school, you know, coming home, work at UPS, coming home at night, typing up 15 page reports, grinding. And yeah, it did it. Did it take me four years? No, it took me six. Because I wasn't going, I wasn't taking eight to literally graduate in four years from a university. You got to take like nineteen units. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand. Yeah, that. it's not twelve units. Like, yeah. oh, it's just two twelve units a semester. No, it's like nineteen, something crazy to get it done in four years. And yeah. that's literally, you're you're not working. No one's working. You're fucking in your dorm studying, library study. If you're gonna get it done in four years, yeah, you got to be really like and, a lot of time and yeah. like, focused on that. Just for a BA, and then yeah. if you want to get your master's, that's another two. You want to get your PhD, what is that? Another four, something yeah. crazy. Four no, or two. And, and I know there's gonna be people like, oh, there's no excuse. I did it. I was working a job. I was like, go fuck yourself. All right, how about that? Because yeah, you want to yeah, have good grades gra- and yeah, stuff. You they, know, they graduated in uh, gender gender fluidity. <laughs> gender, yeah, gender studies. <laughs> yeah, dude. Something they can't even use yeah, in life. Yeah, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine somebody saying like that, and they're and they're behind the Starbucks taking your order. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's it's no, dude. It's everybody and then everyone's different, you know. For me, like I I I fucked around in high school. I fucked around in the first semester in college. Yeah. Flunked everything. Like a stupid ass. Like, hey, you want to go fucking ditch in college? <laughs> I, was, I, I met I met my my one of my best friends at the time, uh, uh, Dominic, and uh, I met him. And we were at, at uh, F- we were at FJC for three years, and then we went to Cal State. We transferred to Cal State. A lot of a lot of the guys I met. So, anyways, when I first met him, they were like, "Hey, dude, you know, you want to you want to go fucking McDonald's?" <laughs> and we're skipping class in college. Like the teachers don't give a shit. They if don't. Show and that's your not. money right there, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then one teacher told me finally when I flunked, she goes, she goes, "Why are you paying to be in school to flunk?" Yeah. She, and then that woke me up. I'm like, "Yeah, she's right." You know, what I mean, I. I'm fucking I'm spending all this money to fail. So I had to get for me, I had to get involved. I had to get involved in uh, the, the school. You yeah. know, that's the best way to, to stay on your grades is get involved, you know, get involved. I got involved with the, the school doing different things and like that just keeps you focused. Yeah, that's for sure. Because uh, when I was in Cypress College, um, I was doing the Puente program. I was in a club for like Mecha, it's like a, mm-hmm. like Chicanos kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like, if my advice right for for someone that wants to go to college is like you gotta get involved because not not because it's gonna help you with your grades, but it helps you network with other yeah. students yeah, and networking. other professors. Because if you're just going to school and just like in your they books, go home and, and become go a home, no, like it's just you're not gonna gain a lot from it. Because either way, you need to have your experience because if you just have your bachelor's degree and you have no experience like it's going to be hard for you to get a job either way mm-hmm. so if you can find someone that you can connect with that can help you get your foot in the door at least like it's going to be a step above someone else you know mm-hmm. i wonder if they have classes like that at school like to t- teach them like how to, how to network how to get a- get out there and, and break out of your shell you know yeah i, I don't know if classes but for, uh, they might be but i think probably there's clubs too that might help you do that because I know for sure, like, the Puente program is just kind of like a bridge program to help mm-hmm. you, like, well, they had it in high school, and then they also have it in community colleges where they I was a part of the TAP program. That's what it was called, TAP. TAP. Transfer aid program. Oh, okay, So yeah. the classes were shrunk 
to half the size of a standard college yep. size. And then uh, we had a lot of, like, we went up to, up north. The, the school paid for our, our flight and hotel. Yeah, exactly. We went, we got to see Berkeley, Santa Cruz, Monterey Bay, all those nice colleges yeah. out there. Uh, then I also took a class at UC Irvine uh, one summer. It was, a, I think it was an English class. And we uh, we got to live in the dorms for 10 days. They fed us three times a day. The cafeteria was open, had a lot of activities and stuff like that. But that definitely helped me focus in school and get involved to keep my, my grades up and all that. But, yeah, they say, they say that college isn't for everybody. Yeah. It, it was it was, it was was a cool experience for me because especially you get to pick yeah. your, your own class and stuff. But if if I could maybe go back in time, I would definitely probably took, like, a theater class, like a writing class, like mm-hmm. something to help my, my stand-up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, like, the classes I was taking, it was more for athletic training. I, was, I thought I was going to be an athletic trainer. Mm-hmm. I was more into sports, you know. Mm-hmm. I still am, but I don't know. I, comedy just makes me happy, bro. Like, the bombing of it, the making people laugh, every experience has been fucking awesome for right now. So 2020, you got into comedy. You said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna get your boy, uh, Sebastian." Right? Well, no, I just, I, I started, I think in 21, 21 okay. around there. Yeah, oh, all right. It was, I was during 2020. I was still trying to figure my con- contemplating. Yeah, contemplating, and 2020 happened, and it's just fucking. It was funny because we're in fucking Rosarito and we're having a deep ass conversation, mm-hmm. and it was for a fucking festival for Baja Beach Fest, mm-hmm. and that weekend is when fucking the narcs were lighting up like taxis and shit. Mm-hmm. So we're panicking. We're like, "Oh, we're gonna fucking die! Like, we're not gonna make it out of fucking TJ." Mm-hmm. And we're in the hotel having a deep ass conversation. He's like, "What do you want to do with your life?" I'm like, "I don't know. Like, I just like making people laugh." And he mm-hmm. told me, "He's like, I can see you be a host," and I was just like, "Really?" and we kept talking and then he's like don't worry bro when we get back i'm gonna help you find something i'm gonna help you get started and exactly what he found an open mic which was the the copper house blues in brea and we went and it just was like fuck it if i'm there i gotta start like i can't Mm -hmm. just watch it like i have to start did you have something already written down like a do you have a like two minute set um i had like things i wanted to talk about was like three premises and and the guy that was there at the first open mic um shout out to gage johnson um, you know, he's, he's a pretty well-known comedian here in the, in the, in the local OC area in like LA. Uh, I told him like, Hey, like, where do I sign up? Like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And he asked me the same thing. He's like, do you have any jokes right now? I'm like, I only have like three things I want to talk about. And he just told me, all right, cool. Like, just go up there and have fun. Mm-hmm. And that was like the best advice. Cause like, if you're not having fun with what you're doing, with your passion and stuff, like mm-hmm. you're going to have a fucking horrible time. Mm-hmm. And it just fucking took off. My first time wasn't that bad. I did pretty good, and then the other times after that, I just started fucking bombing. I started doing bad, like, and I knew, I knew that feeling. Like at first, where I was like, I don't know if I should do this, but something kept telling me, just keep doing it, just keep pushing for it. And yeah, dude, like I tell you, like the bombing part, it makes you build your character too, because like if you can't like sit in a room of silence and trying to do your jokes and you like panic, like you're not gonna get better. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I've had I had a, I had one time where I was in a open mic in Huntington Beach and no one laughed at my jokes. And it was like a, a nice fucking room. Mm. And no one laughed. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? I'm like nervous, but I'm like, I got to get through this. I got to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And it just builds it's your a demographic. Yeah, you got to build your it's just building your character because you're not going to be funny. Mm-hmm. People say like it's like 10 years before you start getting booked for like big shows. Like, you know, like your first two years, you're not really that funny. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of bigger comedians say. Mm-hmm. But you just, that's just, it's a marathon. You know, it's not a, a sprint where you're going to yeah. get funny off the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a grind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the comedians that I listen to, a lot of them that I've seen uh, gr- growing up, you know, getting, getting to where they are. It's a lot of, a lot of those late nights, you know, going from one room to another venue and, and, and just putting in that work. Yeah. One of my one of the quote one of the guys one of my favorite comedians is Joey Diaz. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck it. That's my <laughs> boy right there too. Dude, I love Joey Diaz. I mean I started the show because this podcast because of him, he inspired me. Yeah. You know, I had a I had to but I had to beat oxy I had addiction to oxycodone. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing blow and I was living this lifestyle where I knew eventually it would lead to my mortality. So uh listening to him, him inspiring me, uh once I, I you know, got everything out of my system, you know, as far as, you know, having, having, living that type of lifestyle, uh, 
you know, he he inspired me. You know, I've seen him twice. I've seen him in Vegas with Rogan and uh, Tony Heathcliff. And then he was at Brand Improv uh, 2018. No, no, 2016 maybe. Is that the one where, where George Press came out? Did No, I don't think George was there. Because I, I seen I seen I seen Joey at Bray Improv too, and he had um, Joey Diaz and some other comedian. But yeah, he he he's part of the reason why too. I I wanted to do stand up because like at that time, Tony, like I was a, uh, I was going through some shit. Like I was going through mm. a breakup during COVID and stuff, and like it's fucking weird during COVID, like mm. you know, and just like remember hearing his podcast when he's talking about like he's like only you can help you, you know, like you mm. gotta grab your fucking book. Write your goals down and like mm-hmm. fuck the cigarettes, fuck the drugs, fuck the alcohol, fuck that dumb bitch, and just fucking go for it. And I was just mm-hmm. like, he, mm-hmm. I felt like he was talking to me, so I'm like, I gotta do something. Dude, he walked up to me after his set, stuck his hand out. I was the only one. Sh- I shook his hand, you know. I had my lady right here next to me on the right, and sh- and she's smiling. Then he walks behind me and he pats me on the back. I was like, Bro. fuck. It was like the most highest. I was like so. I used to I, all his episodes, Church of What's Happening Now. You know, like just grinding, grinding, even through in the. You know what? No, it was, it was before COVID, way before COVID, 2016 maybe. Shit, I don't even. It, yeah, it definitely was. It was. Yeah, well, he was living here. Yeah, but he. Uh, yeah, he he's fucking raw, dude. He's raw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know the shit he says on the show is like. You know, or, or on his podcast, people would be like, "Oh, dude, he's the shit. He the stories he tells. It's like, hey, dude, that's that's a degenerate, dude. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that's there's a lot of people out there that are like that. I mean, people just don't talk about it. Yeah, they're scared. They're scared to talk about um, the dark shit, you know. But yeah, so what? How'd you get you know uh, into Joy Diaz? Um, it was just listening to podcasts too. Like it just started. Uh, you just stumble upon them. Yeah. Uh, I started, I think, with the fighter and the kid first, yeah. and I think Felipe Esparza's uh, the What's Up Food podcast. I'm seeing him next Saturday. Oh yeah. Felipe yeah. Esparza? I'm going to uh, Irvine Improv. I guess my cousin knows knows the guy that's opening for him. Something Torres. Oh, uh, Rodrigo Torres. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he he knows him. He's like, we're gonna go to the green room. Oh, that's fucking. And dope. I was like, uh, I don't like, I don't know, kind of, you know. All right, cool. Yeah, no, I, that's exactly. I, I saw him at Brea, and he had Rodrigo Torres open up for really? him. Really? He's like the MC, I think. I don't know about now. He might be. It might be different, but yeah, he had a whole bunch of comics, um, like feature for him, and yeah, it was it was a funny show. But like, yeah, I just started getting into podcasts, and then Joey Diaz, like a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff that he was saying is like the motivational stuff was like, yeah, it, it it's like like I know people like I see I've seen comics where it's like oh yeah like have a big fucking fat guy just yell at you to tell you to do something, but it's like. For some people, like, it speaks, you know? Like, you need someone to be like, oh, like, you're a bad motherfucker. Come on, like, mm-hmm. show them who the fuck mm-hmm. you are. So, like, even before mm-hmm. I go on stage, I get my little mm-hmm. inner joy ideas inside mm-hmm. my head and just fucking, Hell like, yeah. I'm like, you know, it's just time to show up. Like, come on, show he them who the fuck. He makes fun of himself, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He goes, dude, Joe, I used to eat, my, the chick I used to live with was a hooker. Or no, she wasn't a hooker. She was a, she was a stripper. <laughs> we lived in a mobile home. Every, every day for breakfast, she would make me... Uh, a loaf of uh, a, a packet loaf of bacon, right? Yeah, a pack, <laughs> packet of bacon. Packet of bacon, uh, twelve eggs, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and a, and a, a loaf of bread toasted. He goes, and I'd wash it down with a uh, two liter of Coke, and, and we're all rolling. Like, be like, what? How are you still alive? Yeah, man? dude. Um, I still listen to his old shit. When I yeah. when I had uh, my heart failure last year, and I was rehabilitating. I would go to the park up the street and I would jog, and what I would turn on, I'd go back to his old stuff with with Ralphie May, oh, those yeah. episodes, and I would I would turn those on and I would just jog, and like yeah, I could I listen to music, listen to some Metallica, get me pumped up, um, I done it, you know what I mean? I I did it, you know, in the past working out, but I was like I don't know, I don't know what his his motivation. His motivation, I mean, obviously that, those shows wouldn't be motivated. It was just talking shit, but just, uh, I don't know, man. But I would put the, that podcast on, and I would just go jog. Yeah, no, that, I do the same thing. I'll, I'll work out. Sometimes it's just the music. It's just repetitive, and mm-hmm. it just – but hearing podcasts, like, during like while you're doing your workout, that's just more – especially, like, if it makes you laugh, like, you kind of forget mm-hmm. that you're working out, and you're just fucking pushing through it. But yeah, like I listen to, I, I, like the ones I really listen to a lot is like, um, lately I've been listening a lot to like your mom's house, 
podcast of Tom Segura in his yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tiger Belly, uh, mm-hmm. Bad Friends. I love Bad Friends right now. I just saw them. Um, I think it was like a week ago. Uh, they did a, a live Bobby show. Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino. Andrew Santino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like Santino and, and that one show that was uh, just uh, finished. Dave? Uh, Dave, yeah. Oh, my God. That shit's fucking funny, dude. Yeah. Little Dicky. Yeah. I I think my favorite scene in that show, uh, hopefully I'm not fucking uh, spoiling for anybody, but when he's a, when when little Dicky's about to eat his girl's ass mm-hmm. and he part he comes up in his fucking Prius and he's like I'll just park down the street. <laughs> like I don't know why that shit was so fucking funny. The the delivery of him was just that made that scene so fucking Yeah, cuz he wants to be a comedian too. Or no, he wants to direct. He was just on uh No Flagrant. Okay, No Flagrant. Yeah. Yeah, he was just on it and I totally forgot about his show. I was like, "You know what? I got to go back and start looking at his le- his latest season." Because I guess he had Brad Pitt on on, his, on the last show. Oh yeah, I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I think he did. I haven't finished it, but yeah, that, yeah, it was a funny show. I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, but he was on the show. He was talking about yeah, he wants to get into comedy. That's initially what he want wanted, and then he wants to get into uh, directing. Or actually, I think he was directing his show. I'm not too sure. Yeah. I I think Little Dicky was I directing. To show again. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, Santino's fucking funny. He, yeah, he's, he's quick. He's quick on a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's a smart guy too. Yeah, yeah, he's good. There's so many damn comedians, man. Yeah, but you know, people like Joe Rogan say there's not enough. It's because it, it's it's uh, a lot it, of them moved. A lot of them moved. Yeah, like they all. A lot of them followed him down to Texas. And then now, like the LA scene is not. There's not really any like. Uh, there's big comics, right? But there's mm-hmm. not like Joe Rogan where he had his like little like mm-hmm. click. Like now it's it's kind of up in the air to have people be in their clicks. Mm-hmm. But comedy, there's 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 room for everybody. There's a lot there's a lot of room for six uh like to succeed. That's why I don't see like why comics have to bash each other like be disrespectful. Like it's 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 a win win for everybody if we can all work together. You know what I mean? What do you think about the Cat Williams incident on Shannon Sharp podcast? I don't know. Did man. you watch it? I watch like I watched clips of it. Um, I feel like some shit that he said like could be true, right? But I don't know, man. Like he 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 put himself out there, and I can kind of like I can kind of see some of it being true. Like like I can see that like, you know, people feel like they might steal jokes from each other, but a lot of people have similar ideas, you mm-hmm. know, like. But from what I was told is like if it's uh, if a joke that you make is true to you. It's gonna be hard for someone else to steal it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So if it's like a personal experience or your, your actual yeah, opinion, yeah, but we all experience a lot of the same things too. Yeah, I. It's just he he just put a lot of shit out there that I'm like fuck, like I don't know, man. He went on Joe Rogan show recently. I didn't. I haven't heard that one, but I saw some clips yeah, and I he, heard he it got Friday. it got kind of awkward on a couple fucking. Uh, he was too fucking high and he starts. I don't know. I got kind of frustrated with it. I was like. Like I know, I know. Jorgen asked, like, "Oh, like, why do black people like um, menthol cigarettes?" Yeah, and he got kind of like offended on that, right? No, he don't think he got offended. He just, uh, I don't know. I don't know why you why you would. I mean, I like menthols. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I used to smoke fucking uh, camel packs, the the ones with the little bubble you'd have to bite down on. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember that one. The camel crush. That's what they they're called, and they used to like smoke from time to time. Yeah. I don't know. His his answer was. Uh, because we we you know we're known for uh drinking you know, blacks are known for drinking malt liquor malt liquor is stronger <laughs> stronger right uh menthol you know menthols uh is stronger you know it it enhances the cigarette so therefore it's stronger we we want the strong stuff yeah, but i think you, you know, know the fuck best weed we want the we want the strongest weed yeah but the comp- companies do fucking try to like Pick on certain ethnicities, bro. Like for sure, I think so. Mm-hmm. Newport Menthols, I fuck with them, dude. When I go to Vegas, I don't smoke. You know, I, I haven't smoked in a long in a while too. I used to smoke a lot on the show, but I haven't smoked. You know, ever, ever since you know what happened to me last yeah. year. But uh, when I'd go to Vegas, dude, it was always a fucking first thing I'd do is get me a pack of Menthols, and I I just become a smoker in Vegas. Hell yeah, the devil's everywhere. The cocks are good. The devil's everywhere in Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, he is, dude. <laughs> so, uh, what? Uh, so, talk a little bit about your what you you guys just did. Shout out to Gil. Shout out to Mind Gil. That's how. How'd you meet Gil, anyways? Uh, we actually competed against each other at a op- well, well. First, we met at an open mic. 
but that open mic was for us to do a competition for soy funny and uh we were on a podcast uh i think it was a west coast pop uh, podcast and we were competing against each other to to see who's to be the finalist to to do a theater show and he, oh. ended, he ended up winning he ended up winning um but ever since then we would see each other like at open mics and stuff and then we just kind of started talking and and i asked him like hey can i be on your podcast i saw that like um on his website that like oh if you want to be on the podcast just in the form i dm'd him and ever since then we've just been really cool to him and some other guy named uh jay holman that he just started comedy mm-hmm. uh it's like us three and we've just been like clicking ever since and he he wanted to do a live podcast like open mic and i told him dude whatever you want to do bro like i'll help you like i might not be good with like tech and like be able to like record it and fucking edit stuff but mm-hmm. i'm i'm fucking paisa and i'll fucking help you sit up you need so you guys kind of did like a, a kill tony type thing. It, it was honestly it was exactly like kill tony because mm-hmm. people are gonna people are gonna say oh they're just jack uh kill tony's idea it's exactly how it is you know he's a big fan of it uh he just did it his style instead of giving a comic one minute he gave him three minutes mm-hmm. and yeah just a bunch of comics we had some features we had some guests and it, it turned out really fun and it was a really cool show how many a lot of people there um in the crowd yeah i would say it was like 50 yeah. a little bit over 50 that's good we also had a live band shout out to Eros El Sol. when was it what day was it on because i think i was i was supposed to go but i dude i get off work so late dude during the week i don't get home till like eight yeah it, it was on a friday um and it started yeah because like he sends me stuff stuff and i want to go dude it's like but time i get off work it's already late i was like man i go like, weekends i gotta gotta get out there and, and support you guys dude yeah i, I think he, it's gonna be monthly I, I i'm assuming he's gonna do it um where was it at again at the orcheteria in Paramount. Oh, okay yeah. okay yeah yeah yeah. but it, it, it was cool it was fun a lot of comics i think they enjoyed it because it's basically how many people like performed or i think competed? it was about like uh like 17 15 17 people yes and um like it's because people think like okay it's an open mic but no you got to think like it's exposure for you you know because he like gilly for mind buzz like he has a pretty good following mm-hmm. and then anything that kind of gets like uh like through people's feeds and stuff from from this like instagram mm-hmm. like people were messaging like oh this looks like fun like i want to be on this next mm-hmm. so like comics need to realize it's just for exposure it's for them to kind of show their face and and Gil will send them their sets mm-hmm. and how they did he's just you know it takes time because it's it's a fucking whole ass like show basically mm-hmm. but yeah if you can if you can go out i think you would enjoy it a lot honestly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and anybody that wants to go yeah just follow follow mind buzz and uh he'll post it when when the next show is i think the next show might be um march 29th mm. yeah yeah i like gil man shout out to gil mind yeah. buzz dude that guy's d- doing big things grinding grinding yeah. grinding that fucking lesbian <laughs> <laughs> so how many how many times have you been on stage so in the past year and a half since you started fuck man um i don't know i lost count you man. tried it so you're you, you go once a week every twice a week um it depends man like i, I i'm not gonna lie um it depends how how work is and mm-hmm. and sometimes how i feel uh i try to be consistent and at least hit a mic three times a week yeah yeah but sometimes it's been more. Sometimes it's been like uh, mm-hmm. multiple mics in one day. Um, shows. I've been getting shows like maybe like. Uh, like How much time do they give you? About three minutes. Um, Two minutes for the open mics or shows. Uh, for the shows. Shows or open mics? Yeah, open mics. How uh, much open mic. Open mics. Uh, it depends. Uh, there's usually uh, five minutes. I've done like uh, eight minutes to at open mic. Holy shit! It just depends because there's there's some open mics that are, they just have a lot of fucking comics come out, mm-hmm. so they have to like make it kind of quick, so five mm-hmm. minutes and then boom. Um, some like still have like you know they're still trying to like um, get more comics to come out, so it's a lighter list and usually the, like the host has like that venue for a certain amount of time. He'll be like, all right, come do some more time. Who wants to do the second round? Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to do ten minutes. Like there's this one on uh, in La Habra. At this uh, restaurant called uh, Rodeo Cantina, and the the host, uh, Big Sexy, <laughs> he he's he, he lets them like he lets people do. I think it's like eight minutes first if it's a light list, and then he'll let them do another five. 
Holy sh! Yeah. Smokes. It's a lot of, a lot it, of material you gotta have. Yeah, and then sometimes you just don't have material. And you just go talk crowd shit. Crowd work. Yeah, yeah, just crowd work or just kind of like vent. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe you have a thought that happened to you or some shit that happened to you. You just talk shit and you just go up on stage. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because like for me, like the writing process is hard. You know, and it's just myself where it's like I'm overthinking something or mm-hmm. like you know. Uh, and Gil told me that too. He's like, dude. He's like, talk about the most stupidest shit that you like. Talk about your dog, bro. Make a joke about your dog. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. You know, it's not. I don't mm-hmm. think it's gonna be funny. But then, for me, just to kind of like write on stage, which I'm not like, I'm not like, I'm telling you, like, I know there's other comics that like say that they write on stage because they've been doing this shit for a long time. Mm-hmm. But um, I've made a lot of jokes, or perfected more jokes. Uh, not only want to say perfected, but got my jokes better by just talking on stage and just kind of writing on stage. Mm-hmm. Compared to sitting down and writing it on paper, yeah, I noticed with a lot of lot of comics that are successful, they got to be able to make fun of themselves. Yeah, I definitely make fun you of know? myself. Yeah, they make like I know like Chris D'Elia. I just seen him recently at Brea Improv as well. I listen to his show, and he talks a lot about it. Um, you got to be comfortable in your own in your own self to make to make fun of yourself. Like I make fun of myself all the time. And I notice a lot of the comics, like when they do talk, they they're making fun of themselves too. Yeah, because I saw a clip of you. You're wearing the the cupid outfit. Yeah, the yeah. cupid outfit, and you're making fun of your, yourself. Yeah, that that one was uh, that was a special occasion, man. It, you know the 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 host of that show. Shout out to fucking uh, Stephanie. Uh, she asked me if I wanted to be cupid, and and I said yeah. You know, I said fuck it, why not? And I was getting hesitant, and, but uh, when I got there and she gave me the costume, I was just like, you know what? I just got to fucking go up there and own it. That's it. You know, like go mm-hmm. own it. Like I know how I look. I feel comfortable with my skin. Like the worst that can happen is, you know, I just bomb, you know, mm-hmm. but it turned out really good that night. Cause the fucking costume. So what's your goals, man? What goals you got going on? Like what, what are you focusing on? Man? I'm just focused. I like, like, like six months, year, like, like what, what are you, what are you looking forward to? So, um, uh, for me, it's just doing more shows, trying to get my name out there, get more, more of a following. Um, but one of the goals I do want to have is, uh, to perform at Bray Improv. Mm. And, um, I was talking to some other comics and they're like, Ooh, that would be, it's a big, it's a big venue. He's like, it's kind of hard to get on, but like, I, I, I hope that's one of my goals. Maybe in a year to be able to perform at the brand probably would be it because like that open up for someone yeah open up for someone like do five minutes if i could do five minutes at the brand Improv, that would be dope because i've mm-hmm. always gone to the Bray improv mm-hmm. so like i they remodeled and everything I yeah was it's there recently nice. i was like it's nice in it's here. it's nice it's a, it's it's a very big uh room and i think that that would be one of my goals just to be able to uh, just do five minutes do five minutes and just i would feel like accomplished if i was able to i think know? i paid i sat in in the front row i had a booth it was four of us. I think we paid. I think it was like eighty-five bucks a ticket. Yeah, it's just like the but, VIP table. Yeah, but you get a two hundred fifty-dollar credit mm-hmm. towards food and drinks. Yeah, and like you can't beat that. I mean, that's like two drinks each. That's some food appetizers. I mean, eighty-five dollar a night for a single person that nowadays is fucking pretty damn cheap, dude. Yeah, yeah, especially there at the improv. Yeah. I, I, me personally, I don't get the VIP tickets because I like getting there early and try sitting in the front. Yeah. Because I, I, I went, I went to uh, see um, Adam Ray. That was like my first time just going to a show by myself. Mm-hmm. And he, he fucking roasted me for like five minutes. <laughs> and I loved it though. You know, like I love that interaction with like comics, you know? Mm-hmm. It was, it was fucking, it was great. And, and like, I, like, I like to tell people too, like, hey, like you gotta, you gotta not be afraid to go do shit by yourself. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people miss out on shit because, like, oh, my friend doesn't want to go. Oh, that doesn't mean I don't want to go now, you know? Mm-hmm. And Ryan Sickler, I don't know if you've heard of that comic, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he talks about that on the Honeydew. Honeydew, yeah. Yeah, he talks about, like, he's like, no, you got to go out there and do shit by yourself sometimes because mm-hmm. you'll miss out on things if you if you just mm-hmm. don't want to go if your friends don't go. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I, I've, I've been to the fucking 80s bar by myself to go see a fucking tribute band for The Cure. Oh, right here. Yeah, yeah, and that shit's it's it's fun. It's fun when you can be. I remember, yeah, I remember when I first started driving. I always, I always remembered. Uh, remember Superbad? Yeah. When Super they're bad. when they're eating lunch, and then uh, what's his name's got to get up to go talk to the principal. Not McLovin, right? It's the yeah. fucking. Uh, what's the other guy's name? It wasn't the big guy. Matt Sarah? No, Michael. Yeah, Sarah. Michael Sarah. And then what was the other guy's name? 
Yeah, Seth Rogen. So uh, he uh, Michael Sierra tells him, "Hey, I gotta I gotta get up and go see the principal," and then uh, Seth Rogen or goes, "Was that his name?" No, Seth. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Oh, Jonah Hill. Jonah goes, what, I'm going to sit here looking like fucking... And he said the other student's name was some nerd. McLevin? McLevin? Or no, 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 it was no, another no. guy, and he was sitting there eating the pudding <laughs> by himself. <laughs> he goes, I'm going to sit here by myself looking like fucking... This fuck? What was his name? Fuck. It was a funny name, too. But anyways, when I started driving, I, I, I would always think about that because I would go eat by myself, and I would always be calling drivers. Older drivers, hey, where's everybody going to lunch at? Because I don't want to eat by myself. Yeah. Even though I did a lot of theater acting and I, and, and I was comfortable being in front of crowds, but it just felt weird to sit there and eat by yourself. Because back then, when I first started driving, we didn't have YouTube on the phone, dude. It was yeah. just still dial up. We didn't have Google Maps. It was just it was just a phone. Yeah. You didn't you have know? the entertainment. Yeah. yeah. You would just sit there and just hear yourself fucking crunching on a taco or something. Yeah. You know? Uh now, you know, 20 years later, I've been driving for 20 years with the company, 25 years. Uh, like, it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. I could just sit there. I don't even have to have the phone. I could just sit there and in my own thoughts and just be by myself. Like, going out and being alone uh, on my route. Like, I have a nice route in Tustin now. It's, it's, it's not – I used to work in Santa Ana, mm-hmm. downtown. I used to have a studio. My podcast studio used to be down there, too. Uh Traffic, always live action. Somebody's getting beat up, stabbed, yeah. overdose. And it was cool for a while, but now I'm just like, I'm just cool with nice area, multi million dollar homes, in my own thoughts, listen to a podcast and just just zoning out. But I, I get you, man, going to places by yourself. I used to go to a lot of bars by myself and get in trouble. <laughs> a lady would have to come looking for me. But I'm comfortable like going somewhere by myself, you know. One of the things I, I like is going to a bar, sitting there at the stool by yourself, just taking it all in. Yeah. I think and I think a lot of people kind of uh, at least I, what my my opinion is, I think a lot of people forget to do that. Mm-hmm. Like being the, in the comfort of, of their own like self, because like you said, like people want people will not go out because their friends won't go out. You know, mm-hmm. and especially like if it's like a small thing, like I even I want to go see fucking Super Mario Brothers by myself. And I had a great fucking time, bro. <laughs> I, it was late. I fucking had my popcorn. I was just fucking enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And people won't go see a movie by themselves because they're like, oh, my friends aren't there. I'm going to look go weird, to a you movie know? by yourself. Go yeah. have food by yourself. Hell yeah. I'm all for that, dude. Have a nice fucking dinner for yourself. Go to fucking whatever Chili's and fucking get a nice fucking steak and just fucking enjoy your own presence, dude. It's fucking, it's great. It's great when you can do shit by yourself and not give a fuck what people think. Mm-hmm. My next goal mm-hmm. is to, to travel by myself one day. I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I have a cousin that does that. He travels by himself all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess comedy's like that too. You're on you're on, on that stage by yourself. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. I don't know, man. Like, I, I it, it's, 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 uh, Doing comedy. You didn't do no acting in high school or anything like that. No. I, yeah, I, I did a lot of acting. I, I, when I went to college in the beginning, I was gonna, I wanted to be an actor. Okay. And so I, I was studying theater for a while, but it it got it too insane. There'd be classes where we have to sit there and I go, okay, picture an animal. You'd picture an animal in your in your head with your eyes closed, and then they would say, okay, now act like that animal. <laughs> and man, the <laughs> shit that I saw in that classroom, I said, fuck this, dude. <laughs> You know, fucking people acting like dogs, <laughs> sniffing each other's ass and all kinds oh of crazy God, shit. Fucking, just like furries and stuff. Yeah. Those fucking furry people. Um, well, I didn't know about that till later on <laughs> in life. But, uh, yeah, maybe they're, maybe that's what, where it all started. But, yeah. Yeah, you got to get outside that box, dude. Lemon face. Do it. Yeah. Sad face. <laughs> Angry face. I, I wouldn't mind. I, like, maybe uh, if. If I would have known I wanted to do comedy, I probably would have took some like acting classes and shit. But yeah, I think uh, for me, if I if like if you know in the future uh, when I become successful and there's a, a opportunity to act, I I would definitely take it. Mm-hmm. I would definitely do. I would want to do like a a comedy movie or something. Mm-hmm. So right now you're doing it pro bono, right? They don't don't want those couple bucks here and there. Sometimes you know it's it's not a lot. You know mm-hmm. that's it, how it is. The most the most I've made in 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 the show before was like seventy bucks, mm-hmm. and it's it's tough. It's it's the love for the art. 
yeah. for right now. Like to like if for anybody that wants to be a comic, just know you're not gonna get shit for like years until you fucking make it and you get paid. But yeah, I love doing it. Mm-hmm. So I that doesn't stop me, you know. And and the crazy thing is like, like uh, some family members are like, oh, are you getting paid now? Like, no, what the fuck? Like, I'm still starting, you know? And they're like, well, that's kind of weird that you're not making money. It's like, I just love it. Yeah, it's an it's an art and it takes time. Yeah. When you love something so much, you know, it's it's the reward of, of it's not a currency. Mm-hmm. You know, the reward is uh, making someone laugh. Yeah, the satisfaction. You know, making of, someone's day. Yeah, the satisfaction of, like, someone coming up to you after, like, after the show's over and be like, dude, you were funny and just gives you, like, a fist bump or... Hey, you know, like, let me follow your Instagram thing. Like, that that's the satisfaction that I get. Mm. Yeah, same thing with, with me, with the podcast is, I am I getting paid? No. Could I start looking into it? Maybe getting some, getting people. Yeah, eventually, I, w- I would like to, when I get older and retire, you know, hey, you know, let me do a couple uh, advertisements, you know, to, to, you know, help with the lighting or, you know. You know, I'm, I'm coming out with shirts and I'm still waiting to hear back because uh, the people that are doing it uh, are busy right now. But, like, I want people – I want to get other people involved. I don't want to have to go to a company, pay a company to do it yeah. when I could eva- uh, elevate everyone else around me. Yeah. says, hey, I know you guys make shirts. Could you start making shirts for me? That way, you know, help you guys out, put an extra couple bucks in your pocket. And then the money I, I get from selling the shirts go towards the show – to get me back in the studio, maybe build a studio back here. I had a studio in downtown uh, Santa Ana for a couple years when I first started the show. I was paying like seven hundred a month, oh, wow. and it was it was cool. It was a nice studio. It was underground. Uh, you had the side. You had a view of the sidewalk. It was like glass, like thick glass, which you could you could see people walking. I mean, not clearly, you know, but you know, looking up girl skirts or anything like that. <laughs> but it was like you could see it was a skylight. And then we had a nice AC unit in there. And so summertime, it got hot down there. And it, it was a good time. It was a good time. But I was like, dude, I, I can't. 700 bucks. That's like, a lot. Yeah, I could I could put that money towards, you know, my, my kids and their sports and what they do. So eventually I moved out. And I said, we'll just do it right here in the backyard. And But, yeah, I, I got plans, you know, for the future. But it's just right now I enjoy the podcast. I enjoy people. Uh, listening to it and, and hearing them somebody will call me or you know say some hey so-and-so listen to the show they liked it you know i get people that hate the show and they, they say things uh negative I, I on like facebook it, <clears throat> and it's like mm. i feel like if you're not if you don't have haters you're not doing the right thing yeah i think f- finally you know it's starting to come to light that they are they yeah. are out there and and i've always been like one where like i, I, I want everyone to like me but unfortunately, once you start getting out there and your name gets out there, uh, it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. No. If if I can, if I could give advice, and I, and like this is coming from someone that this fucking is a nobody, you know. But like, live in the moment, you know. Like you said, like you're paying seven fifty, um, for a studio, and then now you're back here. Mm. Hey, fuck it. You know, shit happens. You're here. Mm-hmm. In the future, something will pop up. You know, you might yeah. like you said, you might have. They something. actually open up a, a. They're called creative common places. Yeah. They open up right here at the corner. Oh shit! And I went over there to check them out, and they actually there was one that had a restroom in it and a bathtub and everything. Oh wow! Like you could literally live, live in, in there. there, but it's like eight hundred bucks a month, and I'm like, you know, yeah, you know, because when I had the old studio, I was only there once a week to do the show. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, You're in the beginning, I was there every night working on the show, plugging shit in, learning how to how how it works, yeah, and. Once I got it all dialed in, you know, I could just be on the phone just trying to book people. Uh, so I wouldn't really need to be down yeah, there. Because uh, it's right down downtown Santa Ana. It was all the bars everywhere. Okay, right there. And, like, I was already done with that. Yeah. You know, like, I could easily, oh, I want to be at the studio. You know, tell my wife, I'm going to be at the studio. And I'd be, no, I'd be downtown Santa Ana getting some shenanigans. Yeah. By myself. By yourself. Yeah, dude, walking walk uh, Hector's. You know, walk in any spot and just sit there, and I could just chop it up with anybody. Yeah. You yeah, know, um, so, yeah, it was kind of like I, I didn't want to do that because that's, you know, I'm, I've been there, done that. Now it's like I'm going to focus on this. So, yeah. Because a lot of people stress out over stuff that, like, 
in the future, like people still talk like, oh, why don't we do this in the future? And they don't, they forget to live in the moment, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, just shit happens and, you know, there's always going to be a way to, to figure it out. You can take yourself out of certain, certain situations and then some things that are, are out of your hands where you can't do anything about it. They say, what well, it's a quote they say. They say, prepare for tomorrow, but live in the moment. Something like that. Yeah. Some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, I do it. I do it for the the yeah people. Oh, you're getting paid. Some people. Oh, you're getting paid. Or some people will come on the show and then they'll they'll get a lot of uh, noise back to them. Like, oh, it's a good show. This and that. And then they get all pumped up. Like, hey, dude, when we're gonna do another one? I was like, mm, maybe in like a year. Yeah. You know, and they go, oh, dude, I got I got something to say, dude. The manager said this to me, and I I gotta. I got it. I go no, dude. I go, we're cool. I'm. Like, it's not about the views. Like it was a good show. People hated it. People loved it. But it's not. We're not gonna. You know, we're not gonna go down that road. We're gonna keep it. You know, like you were a guest, and we'll come around again. <clears throat> yeah, and it's your show. You know, you can have people whenever the fuck you want. Don't want. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I do it because I, I love it. I don't do it for the views. Uh. You know, I, I do it to. Educate people, make people laugh, help them out, whatever, you know. But uh, yeah, I've been doing this. I'm on my fifth year now. Oh, congratulations! So, Almost on that yeah. 200 too, man. That's that's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was. It's been tough to do one week. I, you know, I've had times where I didn't do, uh, took took a, a week off, but no more than a week off though. Like I didn't like take a month off, two months off, and go, hey, I'm back, guys. Like it was like no, dude. Like I couldn't. Like once once I start something, like I have to finish it, and that's what one thing I teach my kids too, is the grinding process. Like I didn't get to where I was, I am today, because I just it just happened to me. Like you have to, to work grind. towards yeah. something. It takes time, and I always tell them Rome wasn't built in one day. That's true. E- either e- either w- was me, you know. Uh, actually, what's his name used to say that the guy from P ninety X. Forgot the guy's name. I used to do P90X back in the day. I can remember P90X. He used to say, yeah, he used to say, remember, Rome wasn't built in, in one day, and either was your either is your body. And so I used to do P90X back in the days. I did, too, back in high school. I yeah, used to do it for a class. That white guy, skinny dude. I never did push pull-ups until this dude. I started watching him and doing I was like, pull-ups? And I started doing massive pull-ups. Pull-ups will get you huge. Yeah. You want to get big and strong, just start doing pull-ups. pull-ups. It's crazy how the fucking evolution of like exercise happens. Like, remember fucking uh, what was it, Richard Richard Simmons? Yeah. <laughs> Richard Simmons are like, we must, we must, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. must increase the bust, and then fucking you get like more hardcore workouts. All that shit's evolutionized now, and then now it's more like it's very there's a scientific like a science to it now. It's more science where it's like you know like you got to think about your diet, you got to think about like what your weigh your food, weigh your food, your micros and your fucking fats that you're supposed to have and all that bullshit. I love eating tacos, bro. So that's why I'm yeah. fucking. I got my little dad bod. They should just start. Uh, they should just start wearing your mierda, dude. Just wear every morning. <laughs> wear mierda, dude, and go. <laughs> okay, I need to not shit ten pounds. I need to shit eight. And therefore, eight. I know I'm eating less. Because <laughs> you might be able to eat some foods, and your body can process it better than other foods. I hate. I hate the people that like have those genetics that they just fucking eat anything and then just still stay slim and muscular and shit. We had a, one of my friends once again. One of my friends in, in college, he can eat and drink anything. I, a lot of my friends would eat first, like a good fucking meal. Like they could go to one of those you know Hispanic parties, right? Mm-hmm. All, all my relatives would show up and they would all eat first. Okay, cool. They eat first and then they would just pound. I couldn't if I ate. You know, maybe one beer of my food. Hey, dog, I'm out, primo. I'm going to go home and go to sleep. I'm tired. <laughs> like, I would have to show up and just start drinking. And at the end of the night, like around 1.32, then got a nice plate of food, eat it, go home, go to sleep. But everybody likes to eat first and then drink. I couldn't do that, dude. I, don't, I just didn't. My stomach w- wouldn't expand like that. For me, I don't know. Like, I understand, like, the I eat a little bit before, but during the drinking, I have to munch. You know, I'm those people that have to munch a little bit while I'm drinking. Depends, really? depending depending on the on the, the environment. Like if it's I, a party and we're like dancing and shit, then probably not. Hmm. But if we're just like chilling and like having drinks and stuff, I can just keep munching and just eat. And I know some people that don't like they rather just eat 
after they're done drinking because they're scared that they're going to throw up if they feel full while they're eating and drinking. Mm. But yeah, not me, not me. My my stomach is a uh, I I like hot sauce. I like like spicy oh, yeah. foods. Hell yeah. So my stomach can handle uh, a lot. Yeah, a lot. Ah. I, yeah, empty stomach. I could take a shot, dude, and it, feel the burn all the way down your stomach, warming up your stomach, <laughs> getting your bloodstream fast. You know, get get into that nice that, that nice happy place. That little and just buzz. coast and just coast from there. Yeah, I know, dude. Oh, uh, uh, do you drink whiskey? Yeah, I drink. Yeah, I drink whiskey. Yeah, have you had Buffalo Trace? Buffalo Trace is like really. I good think I might have had a one. I think I bought a bottle once. That's like that's the that's my go-to whiskey. You like right that there. one? Yeah, that's good. the one everyone talks about. Yeah, it's it's really good. I I like it. I enjoy it. I usually just drink whiskey, tequila, and beer. That's it. Tequila make me black out, dude. Yeah. Yeah, tequila just doesn't work for me. I can't. It's game over, dude. I can't drink like vodka or anything like that. I just that like vodka. I got fucked up really one time, especially like Bacardi. Mm. Oh god, I can't Ugh. drink that shit. Oof. Let's stay away from that, dude. Bacardi isn't Bacardi a rum though? I think so, but any anything that's clear, like clear, clear? liquor, mm-mm, it don't sit well with me. Wow. Yeah, for me it was uh, it's tequila, dude. Shot it one shot of tequila, it's it's game over, dude. Yeah. Scotch, scotch. I like drinking scotch. I don't get hung over with scotch. I could drink scotch all day and be fine. Uh, by itself, or do you mix it? Uh, I do a thimble, thimble of uh, a Diet Coke. Okay. Mm you know, I had to teach myself to drink like shit straight or on the rocks. Yeah. Cause I got a bad hangover with like fucking like uh, what was it, Jack Daniels and Dr Pepper? Oh, oh too much sugar. Yep, yeah, it was fucking horrible. And then I had to play. I had a game that day. I was playing soccer still. Oh shit! I was in fucking Sunday league and. I remember I was just having a really bad hangover. And I told, I called my dad. I'm like, "Hey, Kuramela, dude, because I'm mm-hmm. fucking dying over here." And this fucker made me drink um, vodka, mm-hmm. and I just threw up everything, 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 dude. And like, I ate a little bit. And he like, he's like, "Drink your vodka." It just sits drink. in your stomach. You go to yeah. sleep, and then wake up, it's you get filled swishing in your stomach. It's gross. And I still want to go play after that. After I was all fucking fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm 43. And my hangovers. It's not now. I, like it's not worth it anymore. Like it's not worth it. Like you think I think twice, three times, four times, and go no, dude. I, I got it. Like I walk for a living, you know, mm-hmm. and I do steep hills, and like I gotta be, top of my game. And I remember in my twenties, you coming to work, still drunk oh, a little bit, <laughs> still drunk dude. a little bit, and fucking just do your thing. Yeah. Once you get like like you. You, when you're young, you don't think like oh, like you don't think like oh yeah. When you get older, like now nah, you're like nah, well, that's not gonna happen you know, to me. You, you in know? your early twenties, you could you could go you could go like my routine was get home, you know, work a twelve hour shift, get home by nine, do P ninety X for an hour, sh- uh, sh- shower, shave, you know, somebody somebody comes to my house, picks me up at eleven, we go somewhere till two, two uh, thirty, and then we go eat somewhere, and then be home by like four. Mm-hmm. And then sleep for three hours, get up at seven, seven thirty, and head to work. And like you can do it in your twenties, and then you keep doing. it Eventually, it's like fuck. Did it catch fuck. up to you? And you're just like fuck. I yeah, you just get too anymore. old, dude. Yeah, you just get old. Your body can't process everything as fast as it used to. Uh, you know, it's just just part of growing up. Now, if you're in your fifties still doing it, like you got a problem, dude. But there's a but like there's fucking deals and fucking doing that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know, like, I know, I know. <laughs> I have some too. Fucking, they'll be drinking all day and then they'll still wake up early as fuck for work. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's just crazy. That's the fucking. Uh, my lady, my 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 wife's dad was a gardener. Had owned a lot of, uh, well, didn't own, but he had contracts for a lot of big properties. Yeah. She said he would he would wake up in the morning early, go you know for. Four in the morning, he'd get up, go do his jobs, come home. They drink all day long, eighteen packs, <laughs> and then he was old. And I know this for a fact because one time we went to a party in Rosarito. It was a wedding, but it was at the neighborhood. They called it the Beverly Hills of Rosarito. Well, I think it was in TJ. In TJ, I think they called it the Beverly Hills of TJ because we stayed in Rosarito at her her her, uh, 
her Nino's uh, house that he built on the beach. But we drove into TJ and they called it the Beverly Hills of uh, TJ. And they had like, they had butlers and shit bringing us like my beer. And I was 18 at the time and they would bring like my beer was like this much left. They would take it and give me a fresh one. And I think I was all proud of myself. I was like 18. I was like, I think I had like maybe 10 beers that night. And I was all proud of myself. And like we, her dad just kept pounding them, pounding them, pounding them, pounding them. And then we went back to the house, you know, and we all went to, went to sleep and I can hear them and look out the window. Cause, uh, uh, they get. I would get my own room, right? I couldn't, yeah. couldn't save my my girlfriend at the time, <laughs> but I could look out the window, and he was out there still, until the break of dawn, with the fire pit, still drinking beer. And then I'd fall asleep, wake up, go downstairs, or eating menudo. He's drinking another beer. Yeah, yeah. Like what the fuck? Like I couldn't do that today. Hell no, not even me, dude. That's crazy. I don't know. How, I don't know how the. I don't know. They just, you know, fucking deals are built different. Dog. Like Mexican Mexicans are built different when it comes to drinking. Yeah, because I I know a lot of people that like yeah just my beer my, my beer my yeah beer. my Theo Powell's like her her uncle he'll he shows up like I could be like Theo and just he'll take it it's like their water yeah and he'll just and then he'll just knock it down and be and that's cool it's just you crazy. know I got to he'll knock down like four of them four tall cans and be like okay Esteban. Yeah, see, I got to go down to San Diego. And he's got to go fucking San Diego. You're going to go sit in the car after smashing four and then not have to use the restroom, not get hungry, not get start getting crudo. Just fucking, like, just go. He's like, I'm a man. It's like, hombre. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. The machismo right there. Mm-hmm. So when you when's your next uh you got anything going on? You got anything planned? Yeah, I, I got a uh the Mar- March seems a little light to me, I think, but I got a few things um let me see my list real quick. Um So March 10th I'm going to be doing uh open mic competition in Pico Rivera at the private suite and then March 17th I'm doing a show at Laguna Beach. Uh I'm not too sure where the venue is at yet, but it's going to be a, a very limited um seating. Uh, March 19th in Whittier, I'm going to be at the Parlor. Uh, that's going to be a free show. And then uh, March 29th is going to be the Orchateria show, the, the live podcast. And then April 6th, the day after my birthday, uh, we're doing a show at Dame Mas in Whittier. Uh, and then I'm doing a, a limited seating show April 18th at Smoking uh, Smoke Shop at Whittier. That's all I got for right now. The Smoking Smoke Shop, like, is it big? Like, how does that, how does that work out? I don't oh, know. You haven't done it. I haven't done it. They asked me if I want to do it. Um, like I said, it's limited seating. I think the smoke shop has another part to it next to it, and it's gonna be. A, I think they had they had won a, a, a an award or something like that. So I think that's what they're trying to do to celebrate. So they're trying to get comics out there. And, okay. Uh, um, now is that that live podcast you did? Is that out yet? I don't think so. Uh, I'm not sure when Gil's gonna. I think Gil Gil has a lot of shit going on. So. Yeah. He's going to eventually get it out. He's been putting a, a little bit of clips uh, out um, on MindBuzz Media, but he should have it out, I think, probably like mid, um, mid-March. mid Okay. And then the new one's going to be March 29th. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully you can make it out, man. I think you'll really like it. Yeah, man. I know. I got I to gotta schedule it uh, to get off work early that day. I, I, I want to go. I definitely want to go. I'm not uh, trying to run for my – I definitely want to go and support you guys. I love comedy, dude. I mean – all my podcasts I listen to are comics. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know, so I want to get out there and support you guys and do everything I can to, you know, uh, elevate everybody, man. Yeah, we're all in it together. Like podcasting, like like anything that's like art form, dude. We're all in it together, man. And mm-hmm. and if we can all support each other, it's 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 a win win for everybody, man. It's a win win. I, I don't understand how people don't want to help each other when it comes to like no, because everybody's dissatisfied with themselves and. Yeah, dude, it's it's not the way we're supposed to live. Yeah, in in general, you know, like we should all be helping each other. Yeah, yeah, people just, I don't know, man. It's like the little like a babies. You get two babies together, and you you give one a toy, and the other one another toy. One of the babies is gonna want the other toy, <laughs> yeah, and want it all for themselves. I don't know. Yeah, it's something. Uh, but fuck it, you know what I mean? If they want to be miserable. That's all them. How yeah. can people get a hold of you? Um, you can follow me on TikTok, on Instagram, uh, also YouTube. YouTube, I don't have that many stuff yet. Uh, I'm working on that, but you can follow me at Thicky Ricardo. That's with three C's. And, yeah, that's basically where you guys can follow me at. Heck yeah, man. 
Well, I mean, if you got nothing to announce, man, I think we should just call it. You yeah. good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, man. Yeah. Once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to the Raider Saint Podcast. I love you guys. Thank you once again to Ricky for coming on the show. Thank you for having uh, me. Yeah, man, it's an honor. Uh, shout out to my camera guy. Shout out to everyone uh, that tunes in. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. I'm out. Peace. Yeah.